looks like the game is over, but no, there's another chance. And there it is, back of the net, it looks like the winner. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bottom Boys of FIFA Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Conley. It's Lewis Connect coming at you. Step aside, Daniel. I'm sorry to say that we have another solo podcast coming at you, but this time, Lewis is at the helm. It's going to be an all-Ube podcast. We're talking about nothing else. If it doesn't have anything to do with the boys of Turin, I ain't talking about it. Actually, just kidding. I'm kind of done with them for the moment. Not playing so great in the real world, dropping to Atlanta. Anywho, um, welcome, everybody, to Lewis's rendition of the Bottom Boys of Thief Apocalypse. Daniel couldn't be here. He uh, took my place in looking for Sasquatch. Um, perhaps he should have just looked at photos of me. Whatever. Um, I've kind of taken a break from searching for Sasquatch, so you'll probably hear less about that and more about the pitch. Um, had quite a great week, 11 that we just passed. Um, all the matches got played on time. Congratulations to everybody. Um, dogs got walked, babies got taken care of, and people ended up doing well, not doing well, tying, things like that. So I'm going to start off with match day 22. Peter and Michael. Peter wins two to one. Major implications on this one. Um, whereas Michael is at the middle of the table, Relatively speaking, um, not towards the top as he's used to be. Uh, Peter showing his master class uh, with PSG and just as a newcomer, how uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, Peter gets that win, two to one. Next on, George and Joseph. Uh, George gets the win, five to nothing. Uh, George showing that he also is a force to be reckoned with, as he always is, but he's in the top three currently right now. We'll get to the table later, but um, George doing what he isn't uh, really known for and scoring big instead of keeping it uh, uh, more defensively minded. But, I mean, he did get a clean sheet, but also letting his offense uh, take the day. So good job, George, on that one. Uh, Joseph, keep, uh, you know, trucking on. As somebody talking right now that spent a lot of time in the red as a, a bottom boy this season, um, I somehow nudged my way above you. So, uh, you know, here's some motivation. <laughs> um, Kyle and Jordan drew two to two. Um, Kyle is Dortmund. Jordan is Man City. Um, it was actually quite a match. Quite a quite a match. Uh, some would say it was a real back and forth, well hard fought. But honestly, um, big implications. Jordan gains ground on Kyle in the table, um, and now there's seven points that separate them. So I would say major implications for being in the green and um, staying in the green, or perhaps getting better seating when it comes to the Champions League. Um, not too far away, by the way. Next, we have Amir and Samuel, which was a close one. Samuel edged out this one against Amir. Three to two. Samuel doing what he does best, getting wins, getting three plus goals or three or more goals in most of his matches. Um, he's in, not unstoppable with Liverpool, but he is, uh, you know, at the top of the table. That is how it is. And he did beat me 10 to nothing. Um, it was not streamed, televised or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Samuel, Samuel would be doing good, and he's uh, he's been doing good for a while. Uh, then, 
I played Nate. Now, big week for Nate. And I'd say this game is big for me because uh, beating Nate three to one was huge. Um, we'll actually get a chance to surprise talk to Nate um, because this is an auspicious occasion of the pod and an auspicious occasion of week 11 that uh, calls for a promise to be kept and a promise will be kept and carried out. Um, so I beat Nate three to one. James versus Carrie. James beats Carrie five to one. Um, Carrie trying to stay within the wild card um, while at the same time jumping into the green um, or having potential of jumping into the green. This doesn't help that case. And I know Carrie's working on it because guess what? I live downstairs of him and he is 24 seven playing that FIFA. Let me tell you, it's he, he has that thousand yard stare where all he can think of is FIFA and uh, tip the cap to you, Carrie. Keep playing. Get into that green. And beware of me. Um, Fernando and Chris. Fernando beats Chris 5-3. to three. Good job, Fernando. Talk about somebody who has done amazing this season. He's had enough of the trash talk about being at the bottom and things like that. He has discovered the secret. Not the secret, but the formula of working with Bayern Munich. And also, you're welcome for Douglas Costa. Um... Sorry, I had to get Uve in there. Anyways, he beats Chris 5-3. to three. Not an easy feat. Um, so that's match day 22. We're going to take a look at the table before we get to our uh, guest for the pod. Um, at the top, shocker, shocker, Samuel, who has won 19, lost once, drawn once. He has 58 points and a whopping 61 goal differential. Goodness gracious, he has clinched league third place at minimum. Chris at two. Um, mind you, Samuel also has a game in hand. Whereas Chris has played all of his games. Chris has won 16, lost two, drawn four. And he is six points behind Samuel at 52 points with a 35 goal differential. At third is George, the other Martinez brother. With a game in hand, he's won 12, lost five, drawn four. He has 40 points and 18 goal differential. One thing can be said, Samuel's well nestled at the top. It'd take a lot to topple him. Um, I think most are just thinking about automatic entry into Champions League and quality for Champions League, or some <clears throat> are thinking about draft picks for the next season and uh, wondering if they like their standing in the table or would prefer the draft. You know who I'm talking about. If you know, you know, you know. Um, in the fourth place on the table, we've got, playing all of his games, Peter. Awesome Peter listens to the pod, participates in the league thread, and also has won 11 games, lost six, drawn five, is two points behind George at 38. Has a 17 goal differential, one less than George. At five, we have James. With a game in hand, he has won 11, lost seven, drawn three, has a 36 goal differential. Sorry, 36 points has a 19-goal differential. So it's pretty tight when it comes to, let's see, fourth to eighth place. Very close, very close, all within eight points. Next we have uh, Jordan playing all of his games. He is at 10, lost eight, 10 wins, lost eight, drawn four. Um, 34 points, two behind James, 
has a negative eight goal differential. But honestly, when you're getting the wins, who cares if it's a positive or negative goal differential? Is what I like to tell myself. Um, Michael, playing all of his games, has won nine, lost seven, drawn six, 33 points. One behind Jordan. So again, pretty close, pretty close in that uh, middle to top middle of the uh, table. And Michael has a six goal differential. Michael is hard pressed to find himself in negative goal differential. Dude plays strategy, strategy, strategy. Got to his arsenal. Um, at eight, there's Fernando playing all of his uh, games. He has nine, ten, nine wins, ten losses, three draws, thirty points, negative five goal differential. Daniel, man of the week. My man, Daniel. Looking for Sasquatch and helping some people out along the way in the league. Has a game in hand. He's won nine, lost ten, drawn three, and is at 30 points with a minus five goal differential. Sorry, minus three goal differential. He has, wow, I can't read the uh, <laughs> the table. He has nine wins, 11 losses, one draw, 28 points, and a minus three goal differential. Kyle, right behind him at 10, has seven wins with the game in hand, eight losses, six draws, 27 points, one behind Daniel. That'll be interesting. I should honestly say that everything uh, fourth in the table all the way to, I would heck say, the, the 11th where Amir is, is going to be hard fought from here on. Um, and also those that aim to climb into the green, the green gremlins, as we traditionally know it as. Um, so yeah, Kyle has seven wins, eight losses, six draws, 27 points, minus 10 goal differential. Amir, newcomer in the green, uh, has with a game in hand, won six, lost nine, drawn six, and has 24 points with a positive two goal differential. Then we get to uh, something very different, at least in terms of goal differential. We have in 12th, Carrie. Carrie Batty, our commissioner, our lovely esteemed commissioner, has won five, lost 12, drawn five, and has 20 points with a negative 19 goal differential. And 13th is yours truly, moi, the boys of Uve, Piemont de Calcio, with a game in hand, won four, lost 12, drawn five. 17 points, three behind Carrie. I'm gunning for you, Carrie. Um, and negative 27 goal differential. The game against Samuel last week, a huge determinant of Carrie's goal differential versus mine. But hey, that's what happens when you play on Sunday nights. 14, we have Joseph. I don't think he's been properly welcomed to the bottom boys and to the red. The Red Ribbon Group, we'll, we'll work on that name. I'll get my research assistant on it. Um, with a game in hand, Joseph has won three, lost 14, drawn four, has 13 points, so four behind me, and 20, negative 20 gold differential. Better gold differential than I. Nate, at the very bottom, Nate is the uh, subject of the podcast, one could say. He has... One win. Lost 19 and drawn one. With four points 
a negative 63 goal differential. My man, Nate. So happy that I can say that you have a one in the win column that I think I'll hit you up and do exactly what we promised here on the bottom boys of FIFA apocalypse. Let's go to Nate. Nasty Nate. Nate the Great. Let's appreciate and not hate. And instead, we're going to interview him. We're going to turn this over to our uh, man on the field, Lewis Connect, doing the interviewing. Lewis. Happy Sunday to everybody. Lewis Connect here, bottom boys of FIFA Apocalypse. Um, I'm here interviewing Nate. How's it going, Nate? Hey, I'm good, Lewis. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Um, so it's a big week to have you on the pod because you have fulfilled your promise and we are fulfilling our promise, or shall I say my promise, as it's it's me here, um, that you get to be on the pod because... Why is this, Nate? Because I dismantled and destroyed Daniel in FIFA last week. Quite a was, claim. Uh, Quite a claim, Nate Fallen. Fallen? 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 Fallen. Yep. Fallen. Nailed it. So yeah, gl- glad to be on the podcast. I've been a long-time caller, first-time listener, and um, pumped to be uh, to share my story. Perfect. Um, first thing I want to ask is, I ask everybody this, how you got into the, the FIFA League, like, who do you know, connection, stuff like that, what's your interest in, like, FIFA, is it just a video game, or do you actually, like, like certain soccer teams? Unpack that. Ooh, that's a good question. Is it just a video game? Um, yeah, I think it is It is a video game, but it's the only one I, I probably play. I got into it uh, working with Michael Foster. We had a video game set up around our office, a uh, total kind of tech office. We had ping pong, video games. And a fridge and so of beer. take long and fr- lunches and play some uh, Nintendo Switch, um, which I got the best of him in Mario Tennis or Aces Tennis, and then FIFA. Yeah, we play some FIFA, and he usually FIFA had, at had work. The best me there. What's that? FIFA at work. FIFA at work. It was uh, it was the dream job. I oh, that explains so much but, uh, about Michael and creates a huge I, inequity issue I, in the league. This is going in the papers or our pod. It should which, go in the papers. This is, and you know what? I hope somebody from Share Through listens to this to know how little Michael does at work, especially with uh, that uh, researching skill moves. Playing FIFA against other engineers and wasting a lot of people's time. Especially with that merger, that recent merger. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. we're not here to talk about Share Through um, or the uh, the fridge of beer that exists. Yes, Kegerator. Kegerator, that's right. Um, I've been blessed by being able to visit Share Through uh, uh, grounds. Amazing. Yeah, sacred grounds. And uh, usually beer in hand FIFA is a little different than this uh, kind of COVID remote. You never know who you're playing how tipsy they are exactly so i feel like that's a big disadvantage i'm sure we can get into that later we used to do this thing in a college uh where it's basically like fifa shots so it involved everybody even though like only two people are playing the game um you basically have uh every score every goal scored the other team has to take a shot now you have those in company you basically get to root for whoever you want but whoever you want if they get scored on you're taking a shot with them Ooh, I like that. Now, one yeah, night my, at... Fun East, fact about podcasts. Yeah. My brother, younger brother, has a podcast called FIFA Shots that they play shot FIFA against somebody. They live record it. I think they've only done two episodes, <laughs> so uh, not the, the massive following that this one has, but that's the only other podcast I think I've done. I went to UC Santa Barbara for uh, my bachelor's uh, with Carrie, our, our commissioner. A little story about the commissioner. I ruined Jaeger for him, annihilating him one night um, playing FIFA Shots. <laughs> amazing 
I think the worst I lost is 7-5 one time, and that was just a fun night for both of us. That does sound like a fun night. Like, you're not you're not going to the hospital for that one. Well, depending on your tolerance, but... Yeah. Um, so, you said, you know, Michael, we're to share through. Uh, still, or moved on? Uh, yeah, I'm at a different company now. Got it. Um, and as far as, like, sports, like, are you an international soccer fan, MLS fan? Have you been to any live football events? No, I'm in Austin, Texas now. They just got a new MLS team so pumped up I might get into it I played soccer I kind of soccer is one of those I like watching football better so I like NFL basically yeah. big Packers fan from the Midwest soccer I love playing so I'll play pickup leagues I think in the Bay Area there was just like one you go on a random night and pay five bucks and play like six on six so I like playing soccer a lot better it's super fun to play I can't get into watching it it's boring to me <laughs> uh, but big games where there's a lot of a lot of riding on it, I, I love to watch. So if I have to wake up you know, six or seven in the morning and watch a big Champions League game or World Cup is always super fun. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know enough to care. I think playing FIFA has helped me always get into like international soccer, like the the leagues. Um, the first FIFA I ever owned was the 2010 um, the South Africa World Cup version. And that got me first into like international soccer, meaning the national teams, and I got acquainted with players. Um, so these are like the beginnings of like Neymar's career, and like I think Sergio Aguero was playing for Argentina at that time. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, yeah. Um, and I mean Gonzalo Higuain, which later on, later on, meaning this last year when I became a Uve fan, um, it just all clicked. Um, nice. But yeah, also the one, I think I've said it on the pod, but the one uh, soccer game I've been to was actually, a, I'll still call it uh, AT&T Park, Oracle Park, that's BS. Um, but it was Everton versus Juventus, and they had just gotten Carlos Tevez. Um, a, a, maybe Gonzalo Higuain was on the team? No, I don't think so, because this was like 2013. But anywho, I like rooted for Uve in that game, and it always had like some sort of stored space in my fan base, but like I was never really into soccer. I'm not into MLS really. So then when I picked Uve the first season of FIFA apocalypse, it just kind of like, I was like, Oh cool. I'll be an Uve fan. Oh, they have Cristiano Ronaldo. Eh, fine. I'll deal with it. Like, you know, he's great, but there's, there's drama. Is he he great? What's your take on Cristiano? Did he do it? I think he has been a great, but um, like right now, I would not say he's the top five player or goal scorer in the. Would you let your daughter date Cristiano? No, absolutely not. Especially right now, like homeboys like had to miss games because he broke COVID protocol. He'd probably like give my daughter COVID, like COVID. Forget that. Yeah. No I way. Think he had a settlement out of court with somebody. For like a half mil or something crazy like that. So yeah, for what was it? Uh, like uh, sexual abuse. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely not. Also, just look at the statue that like the one airport in uh, Portugal made for him. That's the real Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, well, to see that, I'll I'll, I'll send that to you. I'll send that to you. Um, it, it's hilarious. Basically, every time you know you've seen Cristiano Ronaldo run to the side after he scores and go boop. That sound will make you think of that face that has been sculpted of him. Um, so growing up in Wisconsin, yeah? Yep. Explain that. I feel like we don't have too many like Midwest 
who have moved to no, Texas. That story. Normal. I mean, yeah, Green Bay Packers. Big fan of them. Uh, a lot of beer and cheese. Maybe not beer when I was a kid, but soccer tournaments. I played soccer uh, through grade school and high school. So yeah, just a fun, fun way to pass the time. I was a ref for a, a short bit. So that was fun for like eight to ten year olds and see the intense parents get mad when I give their you know ten year old a uh, yellow card or a red card. Um, but yeah, did a did a little bit of refing. Worked at Dick's Sporting Goods in Wisconsin for a bit. Um, taught soccer to kids for one summer. But yeah, it's always been fun. Nice. Um, and I mean, I see you on uh, like American football. I am a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, nice. At least dating back to like 2002. So like began with the Donovan McNabb sort of era. Yeah. Um, the Packers 4th and 26. McNabb got us on 4th and 26. I'll never forget that one. Yep. Um, oh, man. So many good Donovan McNabb memories. Um, I have a soft spot for the Green Bay Packers because I love Aaron Rodgers. Um, and before it became like pop icon, like Clay Matthews was pretty awesome. And just the whole like defensive yeah. regiment that was around that when the geez what was when was the super bowl win that they the first one that they had the minister of defense 1996 the reggie white after that or talking about the rogers one yeah it's 2012 2012 there we go um yeah so that was great have you seen rogers on jeopardy no he's hosting right now um and i think that's what he wants to do when he retires is host jeopardy that's great he's a great personality for entertainment like him on the, uh, you know, the State Farm? Yeah. The State Farm, right? Not Farmer's Insurance? State Farm? Yep. Yeah, all that discount double-check stuff and, like, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So I can't wait. He's, like, not quite as, like, dry humor funny as Peyton Manning, but also Peyton Manning's gotten a little annoying. Yeah. He's better at football than Peyton Manning still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Peyton Manning on SNL still like some of the best clips ever of course when he's like throwing the ball at the kid and he like yells at him <laughs> yep so what's the format do we get into uh individual games oh format no there's no format i go free form oh, this isn't daniel conley behind the uh behind the mic here um i'm gonna start off with your life outside of fifa currently like in austin texas what's that like Ooh, it's a new mls team um austin texas has been great i've been here about like two months so lots of outdoors activities should be out hiking instead i'm podcasting on a beautiful sunday afternoon uh i appreciate that Love probably get a game of fifa in later tonight or tomorrow um but yeah no it's been great um outdoor area you can same price as san francisco you can have like a much bigger place which is nice so so yeah it's been it's been good overall get some golf in what else? Going to play some pickleball. That's my new thing. Pickleball. Pickle uh, league on, on Mondays. So playing some pickleball tomorrow, and that might be my kind of soccer replacement <laughs> as I get older. Do you prefer pickleball over racquetball? It, it kind of depends on competition. So pickleball, I think, is easier to play with like with four people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And it feel like there, even if there's a skill gap, Sometimes it can be kind of close. Racquetball, I think if you're better, you can kind of dismantle somebody every time you play them. Yeah, just on like uh, a like serve. Tennis, or, like yeah. if you're a little bit better, you're always going to win. It's not going to be that much fun. Pickleball, there's going to be some great points no matter who you're playing with as long as they can kind of use a racket. So I think I, I, I'm pickleball's growing on me. I like it. It's more of a fun um, activity that you can do with four people. Are you a racquetballer? 
Um, I'm a racquetballer in that, like, I played a lot in college because our university, uh, UCSB, their gym had, like, eight racquetball courts, and I feel like that's not quite the college thing to do, or at least it wasn't then. Um, maybe it had a revive, but we played all the time. I had a buddy, Dave, um, who was, like, eight years our senior, and, uh, he had, he spent time in the Navy, and I guess in the Navy, they must have, like, racquetball courts on base because he dude was lights out like it wasn't even a challenge for him he would just basically be toying with me i'm like panting to try to like get to a serve and i mean i'm also relatively short i'm like five eight like i'm and i'm being generous to myself more like five seven in like 10 inches but anywho um yeah you just annihilate me but um after that it's kind of like you got to find the racquetball court, you know, like, is it at a public park rec facility? Is there at a gym? And then in those cases, you have to pay like per time you want to play. And you also have to find a friend to play with. Um, yep. so yeah. Yeah. They had like ladder. There was this bio or a uh, physics professor. I went to school in Minnesota and there was same thing. Our gym had a bunch of racquetball courts. The physics professor would like chat with people and maybe give extra credit. He'd be like, I'm going to be playing every Tuesday night. And then they just had, like, if you win, you move over a court and stuff. So people would go just to kind of suck up to him because I was in, like, this pre-med thing where everyone wanted to get good grades. He was 5 nothing in about late 70s. He might have been 80. But he just knew exactly where to stand on, on the racquetball court. So he would just wipe the floor with these 18-year-old, uh, like, athletic dudes, myself included. I'm just I'm not that athletic. But he knew exactly where to stand, where the ball was going to end up. And people would just be hustling all over the place. Um yeah, I think he got a lot of joy from from that. Wow. Like that that's definitely some sort of like for him. Uh yeah. I'm gonna be bold and say this, some sort of BDSM on the like professor side. Like I'm going to punish my students and, you know, totally rein my, you know, pedagogical power over them by annihilating them in racquetball. I yep. just if I my, was a professor, play, I'd do the I just kind of figured out the ceiling shots. You remember, like you hit the ceiling first, and then it gets like some top spin, yeah. and sends all the way back, so that they kind of end up in the back of the court. So I just do ceiling shots, send someone really far back. Then once they return, like try to get a wall shot really close mm-hmm. to the front to get them running a little bit. So that was my only strategy. Uh, but you still have to like hit the ball well. Yeah, <laughs> Which, mine. Mine was using the the corners to my like advantage. So like where the corner meets. Uh, the wall you're hitting towards corner meets the, the sidewall or yep. yeah. Um, I'd basically hit just before the sidewall I'd hit that and then it would bounce straight back, but like almost grazing yep. the wall without ricocheting. So then they'd have to hit like basically the racket has to whack the wall. And so it like reduces their momentum. So I'm slowing them down and then I hit them with the whoosh. Yep. It's, Meaning I would smack them in the right face with the, the racket because there's nothing in the rules, at least in my rules, about smacking my opponent with the racket. Yeah, you'll have to send me your rules. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll pick up a racket, uh, a pickle racket, but I don't know. Like, there's something going on here, and I think we'll 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 talk it out. Like, th- there's there's potential for another league um, as the vaccinations are distributed, as herd immunity is approached. We can make yeah. this happen, perhaps. Um, moving Maybe onward. a live draft in, like, a pickleball tournament. Yeah, moving onward. Um, it is rumored, and I confirmed with you beforehand, you have a, an interest, and you have done stand-up comedy. Now, you don't have to 
you don't have to do stand-up comedy right now, but you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to talk. Stand-up comedy, by the way, for all, for all uh, tens of listeners out there, Lewis texts me about five minutes before we're about to go on and says, hey, do you want to do stand-up on the podcast <laughs> in five minutes? Uh, He's not lying. And uh, I graciously uh, declined. But yeah, it was a, it was a, I went to grad school at Fresno State and decided to go Bulldogs. Went to couple, yeah, go dogs. Woof, woof, woof. Um, yeah, there's a, some open mic that you could go for free if you went on. And my roommate and I decided to do it one night, so that was fun. Uh, not a whole lot to do in Fresno. Uh, it was a fun way just to to meet cool people, do some shows during the week or on weekends. And um, yeah, while I was studying, I was doing it quite a bit. Got to go to LA a few times and did it a, a bit in San Francisco also. So yeah, good, fun little hobby to try to keep creative and, and write some fun stuff and see if it works. What's like one of your favorite bits? You don't have to like go through it, but like sort oh, you of- have to buy a ticket. You have to buy a ticket. You have to buy a ticket. I'll do or, that. Or follow my OnlyFans. I put I put new bits on there each week. Fantastic. Is there something to the OnlyFans that like makes it stand up and then some? Like, are you in poses? <laughs> are you like wearing something? Like, what? What's? Would it make a difference if there was? I don't know. What's what's the draw there? Um, I will have no, to. I'm, send I don't out actually a... have an active OnlyFans yet. I should start one though. I think the bottom boy. We thought about it. An- another ploy to get more listeners and only fans. Bottom you know? boys is like a. I bet you could get a lot of quick follows with that that handle. We really could. We really could. Um, especially with you know every podcast ending with "Oh my word!" Like that's perfect. That could be like a sound bite. You could like click on the OnlyFans page yep. and it just like does it. I've never, I've never gotten to the end of the podcast yet. To be fair, but you uh, want to because there's usually the, songs involved. Um, yeah. I think people. I, I will say. I think people would be disappointed to to subscribe to Bottom Boys and then learn that it's just about soccer. Or That's the <laughs> point. Just about his and then they're learning things about soccer, and they're like, "Oh man, this sounds kind of interesting." Because this Lewis guy is kind of a kook, but you know, this other guy Daniel is. You know, basically, he sounds like a perfect. He's definitely better than Derek Ray and Lee Dixon. Speaking of which, I had a chance to watch. The game between Daniel and yourself. We got to talk about this. All right. Spoiler yeah, alert. All fireworks that game. Spoiler alert. Nate's going to talk about it. Yep. So this one is a long time in the making. It actually goes back for the fans of season three when I was just on fuck. We stopped. Um, we were playing a different game that was called FIFA 20. And, um, and I was good, still near the bottom of the pack. Uh, but I'd get a win every so often, which was nice. I needed something to happen at the end of the season. I think I needed Daniel to get a tie or a win to get me into the playoffs. And so this was sweet revenge because I texted him before the game. And it's like, hey, just so you know, I know this game doesn't mean much to you. But if you could get a tie, that would be that would be amazing. So I logged on to Twitch, uh, pull up the game. He takes the early lead. I'm, I'm you know, feeling pretty good about where I stand. Then seemingly out of nowhere just throws the game lets two goals go in um loses pretty easily here in the second half and uh that was it that was my season over there's nothing i could do about it so um and he was a big favorite that game too so it's a little surprising um so since then i just needed to get revenge uh, in fairness I don't remember if that was Daniel. I think it was Daniel, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't go through my text to, to confirm. Channel, channel your I, anger I'll, however I'll you want. I'll pretend it's Daniel either way. Uh, so 
he really screwed me last year, cost me a playoffs. So this year, um, I actually purposely lost every single game to make myself look like a bad player and then embarrass him with the win last week. So it was the long game and it paid off. Wow. I did not know that story. And I'm not just like, this is not a ruse for the listeners. Um, so talk about the game itself, your mentality going into it. I need to get this win against Daniel. Daniel has constantly been, you know, egging me on about getting a win finally and saying, oh, he scores one goal. That's miraculous. He scored a goal in this one match. He scored a goal again. But it's always like one goal, and it's, you know. Yeah. Well, strategy going in. I New lineup. Um, listeners may not know this, but I have the worst team. I somehow randomly got the last selection in our draft. So I think um, by all measurable stats, I've got the worst team in the league. Not using that as an excuse. also got a new TV. I've got a bunch of excuses, but uh, my controller's not working very well. I've got a bunch of excuses for why I'm doing bad. But um, this game, I decided to switch it up. New formation, and I hate tying, so I usually just go for the go for the win, end up getting a few goals scored on me and then change things up and be more offensive and then then lose the game. This time I decided to be a little more conservative and wait for the mistake to happen. Um, And Daniel kind of, like a little mosquito, flew right into my web, um, tried to push a little bit hard at the end, and took the ball from him, sent sent it up straight to Lukaku. Uh, He didn't pull his goalie. He just kind of sat back and just knocked it right in the corner. So I think that's how it happened. You just watched the game. That is is exactly how it happened, and Lukaku, like – barreled through two defenders like got right in between them or like you know got past their shoulder because Lukaku's a beast big Lou Erickson Lukaku and he's through here this is why we adore this game late drama and now they're in front um and I mean you kind of spoke about it very accurately especially like from my perspective um daniel like on the side was basically telling me like oh nate passes around and like basically at the one moment he wasn't passing around then he managed to score but i was looking at the half like the half stats you had like you know majority well just simple majority possession you had 52 percent possession daniel had 48 that's not enough to say like oh it's been like he was passing it in his backfield to keep the ball away from me. Um, some just call that yeah. wanting to maintain possession, which honestly is how Italian football works. Um, and I mean, I saw him blow a lot of chances. There are times where, you know, he does this thing where he goes all the way to the, the um, like near the end of the field. And right as he about, he's about to go out of bounds. He sends a uh, cross into the center of the box or top of the center of the box. And then usually Benzema's there or Modric, or Kroos, or, you know, one of those players. You had somebody positioned there to block it all of those yep. times. And then there are times where, like, it would hit the, the near post. So, like, he was just too, like, close to out of bounds. So, uh, Daniel, like, I'm not discrediting um, your strategy because it was honestly great because, like I said, you had people in the right position in those moments. And I feel like you figured how Daniel plays. Also, also, that's smart football. Like, you pass the ball around, you disrupt, you know, um, method of play. You didn't allow them to get a lot of uh, chances, and that's, like, how Real Madrid goes. They're very attack, 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 but they also have great defense. You let that one mistake 
be the thing at, in the 89th minute, I think it was, that that will mistake meaning you just had a great play with Lukaku. Um, that was enough, and you got the win. And here we are on the podcast. And yep. to call out what's on the table, I mean, other than this isn't – don't take this the wrong way. You are still on the bottom, but you have – with that win – you are one nineteen and one, but guess what? What? Keep winning. Keep winning. Keep getting those points. I mean, you are behind Joseph, who's the next up from you on the list. You are uh, nine Quite behind. Few, I think I need to get five, four or five wins. Yep. Rattle the stuff and get it. You know. Honestly, I'm, I'm. I thought I had one coming straight after that because we had a match. Exactly. And following. You, you had honestly, me on my hot streak. I think honestly, I had a celebratory beer and uh, took the lead on you early. You did. Talk about how, you, how that felt. I do want to talk about how that felt. I was actually about to transition into that because I was like, oh, he beat Daniel. And I mean, Daniel is like at the moment better than I, but also like Real Madrid is stacked. Um, not to say Uve isn't a great team, but not stacked. Um, when you first scored that goal, I was like, I thought it was like another one of the, like early in the season where I, I like didn't have a pot to piss in, where I just like was constantly losing, um, making dumb defensive plays and not being able to get anything generated on offense. I think, did we go into the, like the half with the one to nothing lead on, like you had the one to yeah. nothing lead. So I basically, uh, did my take a step back. I wait the whole 60 seconds, drink some water, look at my lineup. How's everybody doing? Is everybody in the right place? Do I want to change up formations? Um, and the thing was, I didn't need to. I just needed to create chances. So I did that. And then I scored three goals. Yep. And then you almost, one of the, you got a PK at the end. And the PK like, at the end that I... pissed me off because for, for non-FIFA players, I think the most embarrassing thing you can do, so, do to somebody is maybe have a free goal and and do like skill moves instead of taking the shot. That's an insulting move. Uh, the next closest one though is having a PK and shooting it straight down the middle uh, and watching their goalie dive in one direction. That's what you tried to do to me. So um, I'll remember that. It didn't work, by the way, listeners. <laughs> did not work. Nate basically right. said, "Up yours, Lewis. I'm stopping this, and your goal differential will will have one less." move towards the positive goal differential, which, I mean, it's not going to happen. I'm at negative 27. But um, I want to say props to that freaking game. I mean, everybody texts in the, like, league thread, good game, good game, good game. I don't think 3-1 does it justice. It was truly hard fought. And, I mean, that saving of the PK, that is never easy. And the fact that, like, you weren't fooled, all I can say is... One in three chance. Exactly. Also, dick move on my part. Apologies, but also, <laughs> no, but also not apologies because I've been in this uh, you know league all of the seasons and have reaped none of the benefits of sticking with my team. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that we got to talk about that win. Um, anything else about the week you want to talk about? No, I think I've got you know I don't know. Yeah, I think I've just got to get five more wins. I don't know much about this new game. Like, have you ever done the the thing where you're not the guy with the ball and you're running around to somebody else? Yep. Um, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Where basically you, like, run around and, like, try to pass to that person. I, I like to be the person at the helm with control of the ball. Um, there's also a thing where you can, like, send them, like, send them off. 
get them going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll see the arrows as, when you do that. Um, I don't do that either. I just like to pay attention to what's directly in front of me, but also use peripherals. And I mean, the way you were working possession, you weren't like trying to bulldoze down the field. Like basically you have your winger, you know, long pass it through to the the winger who got upfield. You were gradually making your way upfield and that eventually paid off for you. I like to do that because midfield game for most of the Italian teams is strong. Um, tough questions time. Tough questions time. All right. Most embarrassing moment in the past month. Ooh. Probably losing to you, to be honest. Wow. (laughs) You've had quite (laughs) a lovely life then this past month. That was pretty embarrassing. Lastly, any travel interests like that you have domestic or, or abroad? Ooh. Yeah, I usually travel more than obviously now with COVID. Um, so I've got to figure out, yeah, when things are reopening. I'd, I'd love to do um, South America or uh, Germany for um, Oktoberfest, so maybe September. Oktoberfest, yeah. Kind of cool. It was doing some fam- family wedding over the summer. That should be good. Am I allowed, are the listeners allowed to know where that, uh, is this a destination wedding? No, it's in Michigan. Sounds like a destination to me. I've only been there once. Yeah, it's a destination to me, I guess. Uh, I'll be in San Francisco, too, just to to visit. Awesome. We'll, we'll get the uh, bottles of, uh, what is it, Corbell Champagne? I think the uh, podcast can afford that. We'll get that ready for you. All right. Love it. Any last questions for me? Any last thing you want to say for the pod yeah. before we close it if out? If there was one rule change you could make to the league, Lewis, what would it be? Commissioner. No. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> living with Carrie, he's totally going to stab me with a spoon um, for hearing that. No, Carrie, I'm just kidding. Please stay commissioner. Um, what I would change is... No disrespect to Samuel, but I do think... Out of sheer luck, like, he wins, what was it, Champions League last, uh, and he was high on the the table, that he got the first pick, that's just, that's that's tough. That's tough. Um, I don't think it's unfair, though. Um, things that I would change, that is a tough question. What You just pulled a Lewis on me. Wow. Oh. Tough questions. Anyways, think about it. I'll listen to the next podcast. Um, oh, I did want to ask, has anybody done the dares yet? Has anybody missed a week? Yes, and um, honestly, the enforcement of that would be nice. Like, I wish those who missed their week would do the punishments because it's fun. Like, I've had fantasy football, like NFL oh. punishments, and that's where some of the things for me derive from, like the, the in-and-out shake. I've had to do that. Like, I've had to blend a double-double with french fries and a vanilla milkshake and drink the whole thing. And it ruined in and out for like a whole eight months, but I did it. <laughs> I did it. I filmed it and like all that stuff. Like I just, I don't know. Um, one thing I think I would like to change is just camaraderie in the league. Like we had it in the beginning. And, and I mean, it's hard. Everybody has their busy lives and things are happening and the, we are playing a video game here. Um, but, you know, people just feeling like we're having a good time, like we're meeting people Whereas without the league, like I would have never probably met you. We have never had this podcast. I'd never be talking to you right now. We wouldn't have the moment where I get to like 
try to make a PK up the center and you block it, and that becomes a, a point of rivalry right there, which is fantastic. And then you get to beat yeah. Daniel in the situation you did. Like these are all amazing life things that are happening. I want to keep it going, but I would like to make it so then it's sustainable as far as like having fun um, into the like quote unquote post pandemic life. You know the when people talk about you know normal when people are working in person uh on the majority i I would like the fifa league to continue um because i'd hate for it to be like a little bit longer than a year but we're gonna need people to be excited having fun and have that like buy-in figuratively figuratively literally and spiritually i think yeah once your only fans gets cooking i think that's where you're gonna get the get the camaraderie okay well we'll work do you want to be on the planning crew for only fans I've actually never been on the site, but I've never, I've, I never I have, have either. Cause I'd it. like, um, yeah, I'll be on the planning crew. Send me up. Cool. And we'll try to get you, I'll try to get you, uh, perhaps to be a co-host one of these days. Good deal. You'll just have to yeah, win another thanks game. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You'll just have to win another Excited game. to get some more wins this season. Get it, Nate. Get it. Appreciate it, man. Be well. Take care. Be well. Have a good one. And we're back in the recording studio. Thank you, Nate, for talking with us or me. Um, congratulations, Nate, on that first win. Um, man, what a game. What a game. Gotta love Romelu Lukaku. Big Lou. Gotta love sharing those nicknames. Be happy to be in the same category as Romelu Lukaku. Anywho, talking about week 12. Match days 24 and 25 coming up. Actually, I think to do the predictions on this one, I'm going to turn to a good friend of mine. Some might even say an inspiration to me. Some might even say I'm here partially because of him. I think I'm talking about my dad. With Glenn the Greek, the odds maker himself. Dad, how's it going? Good morning. How are you all doing? I mean, I'm sure if the audience could talk back, they would say they're doing great. Except Daniel this week. Giving up that loss to Nate. Anywho. Daniel will um, come back. Daniel will come back. There we go. See, that's why I'm having my dad do this with me. Such an optimist. Sometimes I wonder where I get it from, and I think there's the answer. Um, we're going to start with match day 24, Dad, and I'm going to list some uh the players and the teams that they are, and you're going to predict the score. Um, how much football knowledge do you have? Soccer knowledge. Soccer knowledge, very Little. And when I say football, I mean soccer. On the international level, yeah, they call soccer it Soccer, very little. Perfect. I mean, so you should know that our predictions, Daniel and I have done, they've been shit. They really haven't been accurate. So I figure you could probably do better. So let's dive right into this. Match day 24. We have Nate as an Italian team, Inter Milan. And then we have Amir as Atletico Madrid, Spanish team. Who do you I, think wins? I'd say Amir 3-2. to two. A mere three to two. There you go, Nate. You're going to score at least two goals. So maybe you can get that extra one to. I predict this to be a tie, actually. I think Nate's got some steam going. He got that first goal against me in our game. And uh, yeah, I think he'll give Amir a, a run for his money. James and Kyle. James is a English Premier League team. So English Premier League, that's like the prime league in England. Um, he is Tottenham Hotspurs. And Kyle is Dortmund German team. So who wins, Dortmund. James or Dor- okay, Kyle? Kyle, you might you're gonna get this win for my dad. Two to one. There you go. It's a close one, but Kyle gets it with the offense of Marco Royce and company. 
Um, next is Chris as Manchester United and George as Chelsea, both English Premier League teams. Who do you think wins? George Chelsea. George Chelsea. 3-2. 3-2, another close one. You really like those those close games. I think most of the games should be close, tight defense. One would like to think that. Not always. There should be shootouts, maybe 5-1s. Or 10-0. I, I, I should think, let you know your son lost 10-0 last week. Eh, things happen when your guard's down. Appreciate that, Dad. Wow. Father-son bonding moments. Everything happens on the bottom, boys. Um, Fernando and Peter. So Fernando is Bayern Munich, the top German team. They are pretty stacked as a team. Fernando's been doing pretty well. Peter, this is his first season with our league, and he's currently in fourth place. He's been doing great. He beat Michael last week. Michael's the reigning champion of the league, and Peter is PSG, the top French team. I'd say I want to go with an upset for Peter to win 4-3. Okay, now with the upset, know that in the table, in the rankings... Fernando is in eighth and Peter's in four. You still go with that? Yeah. Okay, Peter, you're going to win, and the score is going to be again? 4-3. 4-3. He loves those one-goal uh, one differences. At least they, they end in wins or losses and not draws. If you watch Ted Lasso, you'll know that's very important. Um, then we have Kerry versus Joseph. Now, one thing to note is that Kerry and Joseph both work for the same unit they both work for, San Francisco Unified School District. So this is the grudge education match. derby. It's a grudge match. That's right. You get it. We haven't even described grudge, grudge matches. Grudge match. That's great. What do you think? Kerry is Barcelona. You've probably heard of Barcelona oh, team. Oh, yeah. They got Lionel I Messi. know all the teams that you've been saying. I do follow. Have I you heard of Leicester? Have you heard yes. of Leicester? Yes. Leicester is Joseph's team. So what's it going to be? 4-1 Leicester. Wow. 4-1 Leicester. You hear that, Kamish? Sorry, Kamish, I just have a bad feeling this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's your son, Lewis, who is Uventus Italian team, versus Jordan, who is Manchester City. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. It's a I tie. I think it's going to be a tie. It's I don't want to show any favoritism. I don't want to show any favoritism for my son. You could have said I would have lost. because No, I, mean, I didn't think you would. I thought I think it would be a tie. Wow. I do. I think this is going to be a tie. In the table, just to let you know, your son is in 13th. There are 15 in the league. I'm in 13th, and Jordan is in 6th. I don't care what the places are. You play what you play. There you go. You I'm play always you up play. for upsets. Always looking for upsets. There you go. And to me, a tie in that game would be an upset. If you ever want to know why... You don't have to win to be an upset. That's true. You don't have to win a for it to be an upset. Point, That's it? right, yep. And he knows that it's a point! Oh, well, My yeah. dad. My dad. I do... Follow it. I just don't watch it so much. There you go. I know the rules. Last Kinda. one is Daniel and Samuel. Daniel is Real Madrid, Spanish team. Samuel is Liverpool, English Premier League team. Daniel. Daniel. 4-2. 4-2. Daniel, keep your eyes on the prize. All right, that's match day 24. Now we're moving to the next match day. Mind you, both match days need to be played before the Sunday, or else usually people should do some sort of punishment if they would participate in the league rules. But anywho, that's a different story sure. for another day. Um, first is Michael versus George. Big implications in the table. Michael is Arsenal. George is Chelsea. This is actually a huge rivalry. I'd say 4-2 Michael. 4-2 Michael. That's big. Wow, George. Your defense. Get him ready. Lacazette, Obama Yang are coming for you. Second round's a little different. There you go. 
Kyle, Peter. So Kyle is Dortmund versus Peter, who is PSG. I like Dorfman. Dortmund. 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 Yeah, there you I go. I like Dortmund. All right. Kyle gets a like win. Like all the way. Kyle gets a I win. Like Dortmund. All the way. Kyle gets that win. What's They're the, the German team, right? They're a German team. There's okay. two. There's in this league. Bayern Munich and Dortmund. I like Germany in them. So go on. All right. Um, what's the score? Dortmund oh, versus PSG. 3-1. 3-1 to Dortmund. All right. Hear that, Kyle? And hear that, Peter? Process and play. Amir versus Joseph. So, Amir is Real. I mean, uh, Atletico Madrid. Joseph, 5-2. Wow. So, he loves Leicester. Joseph, 5-2. Two. two wins for Joseph, per your predictions. Wow. I, I, I like that team. Okay. Dad loves Leicester. Um, Nate. Versus Samuel. So you have Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Milan. Inter Milan. Okay. 3-1. You hear this, Nate? Listen good. This is a good week for you. 3-1. Samuel, listen and respond um, and play your game on time. James versus yeah, Daniel. Yeah, don't be late, man. People wait. Don't be late. If you're late, that's a loss. Wow. Okay. Well. That's how we look at it, the odds book. The odds book. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, our commissioner and my dad have not been talking prior to this recording. Um, I have receipts, backups, and um, I have uh, affidavits that would back that up. So, Don't ever stop getting on the commission. Keep him on his toes. It's always a good idea. There you go. He, he works both sides, my dad. Um, James versus Daniel. So we have Tottenham Hotspurs versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Score. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1, Daniel. There you go. Daniel's Mr. Mojo rising. Lewis, your son, versus Chris Capaldi. So you know Chris Capaldi, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't let that and you no. don't let that affect. 3-2, Lewis. 3-2, Lewis. Wow. Possible favoritism. Did I you, do you remember what team Chris is? Yeah. What is he? I don't remember exactly the name of oh, the team. It was Manchester United. Okay. You've definitely heard of Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, I don't like them. Wow. That's why I went with you. No, that why, was a favoritism. Why? I just don't like the Manchester United. I like I like I've watched them. Yeah. I don't like I don't know. I don't like some of the players on the team. Okay. There you go. I don't like how they dirty play I call it. Dirty play. But okay. go on. Go on. Um and then we have one last game for match day twenty five. Um Carey versus Fernando. Carey. Two so. one. Carey. Wow. Okay. I, I kinda bailed on him on the first one to try to get him going. I wanna I wanted to try to to get your attitude into the game instead of being the commish. That's why I took the first game away from you, and then I think you'll come back strong in the second. There you go. We'll see what you do on Sunday. Barcelona beats Bayern. What did you say the score was? 3-2? 2-1. sorry. 2-1. to one. What a prediction. Thank you, Dad, for being with us. Any last thing you want to say or any questions you want to ask? Have fun and don't get angry. There you go. Perfect. Remember, no one's perfect. Oh, Dad, uh, we usually send this out with, uh, before you read your newspaper, we usually send this out with a song. If there was okay. any one song you can think of, anyone, um, what would it be? White Wedding. White Wedding by Billy Idol. That's where I was married. <laughs> perfect. Hit it. Hit it.